Welcome to Equipped and Established, a podcast of Valley Bible Church where we seek to equip people with the Word of God to be established in the truth. Hey everyone, this is episode 27 of the Equipped and Established podcast. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is part of our Q&A series where we answer questions submitted by our listeners. And this week, uh, the question that was submitted was, does God regret the way we do? How is it different? When I regret, it's because I made the wrong decision, but this isn't the case with God, right? And then they kind of give a couple passages at the end there, Genesis 6-6 and 1 Samuel 15-11. So kind of the passages they're kind of identifying where it mentions God uh, regretting. And so that is our question. And uh, before diving into the question itself, uh, let's look at those passages that were referenced there, the Genesis 6-6 and 1 Samuel 15-11. So I'll read those, Genesis 6-6, it says, And the Lord regretted that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him to his heart. And so, kind of context that happening right before the flood and the time of Noah and everything, and so the wickedness of man was so severe upon the earth. Genesis 6-6 says that, uh, the Lord regretted that he had made man, okay, and grieved him to his heart. And then the second passage, 1 Samuel fifteen eleven states, and this is the Lord talking, I regret that I have made Saul king, for he has turned back from following me and has not performed my commandments. And Samuel was angry and he cried to the Lord all night. And so, again, you see this element where the God God, in response to, essentially, the wickedness of man, the disobedience of man, uh, even in this case with King Saul, after he has not followed the commands of the Lord and uh, everything, the Lord states that I regret that I have made Saul king. And so, again, going back to kind of the original question, essentially, like the basic question is, does God regret the way we do? And so to answer that, I would say, no, no, he doesn't. Okay. And, and the kind of basic reason we'll unpack this, that I would say no. And just like the question, uh, stated essentially, or the direction the question was starting to go is we often regret because we have made a mistake. And we often have the thought that if we could go back and do things differently, we would. And that's really like why we regret. And that's ultimately rooted in our lack of omniscience and our finite understanding. Okay, we don't know everything and we aren't eternal, which means we don't know the future and we don't know how all the various decisions we could possibly make will play out. And so that's what will often lead to our regret, okay, because we don't we don't understand the full implications of all our decisions or all that. And then kind of the hindsight that 2020, right? Uh, looking back is always 2020. And uh, we can often think, oh, man, if I would have just done that differently. And, oh, man, if I really knew that, like that would have changed what I would have done and everything like that. And so we understand, like, so that's kind of rooted in the fact that we are not all-knowing and the fact that we aren't eternal. We don't know the future, all that. Okay, so that what's, that's what kind of leads to our regret. But if you've been kind of keeping up with our 10-minute theology series where we've been going through the attributes of God, 
uh, we have seen that God is both omniscient, all-knowing, as well as eternal. And so he does, in fact, know everything. Even all the various possibilities of various decisions. And he is also eternal. And so he knows what will happen in the future. And he knows all the outcomes of the various decisions he makes. So when we come to these verses, we need to have all that background in our minds to understand that God is not like us in that way and does not regret as we do as if he made a mistake. And I think this is even made somewhat clear uh, by a verse just a bit later in the same chapter of 1 Samuel 15, where 1 Samuel 15 verse 29, so remember that verse we read earlier was verse 11, and so just a little bit later, um, you have this statement where it says, and also the glory of Israel, referring to God, will not lie or have regret, for he is not a man that he should have regret. And so that's an interesting verse because, wait, I thought we just read like a few verses earlier that said God regretted. And then even, I think towards the end of chapter 15, it mentions again that God regretted uh, making Samuel king. And so, but then it says, but then he doesn't have regret and he shouldn't regret because he's not a man. Okay, so what's going on? And so I think what this verse kind of does for us is I think it makes it clear that we shouldn't view God regretting in the same way as us regret regretting. Because notice, like, this verse connects why doesn't he regret, in a sense, because it says, for he is not a man. He is not human. And so, I think that's the idea. Like, it's emphasizing that it's not like us. Like, he is not regretting like us because he's not a man. He's not human. Okay, so then, but we still see those mentionings of God regretting. And so, what's going on in these verses then okay so how do we view this so i think there's a couple things we can kind of point out here first of all uh some people suggest that kind of what is going on here is what we call like anthropopathic language okay that's a fancy term anthropopathic hopefully i'm saying that right language and what that is on a basic level it's kind of ascribing human emotions to something that's not human Okay, so in this case, ascribing human emotions to God. And someone else kind of explained this, uh, one theologian kind of explained this a little bit more of what, what they mean by this anthropopathic language here, is that it is figurative expressions that communicate to man on his level of understanding about changes of dispositions or actions. Okay, let me say it one more time. So they say that, this idea here of the anthropopathic language or what's going on in these state, these like kind of God regretting or changes of mind, kind of those passages, it says these are figurative expressions that communicate to man on his level of understanding about changes of dispositions or actions. And so someone be like, well, what does that mean? So essentially the idea is that this is a way that God is communicating to us so that we can understand at our level. Okay, and so we might, even though we might perceive it as kind of regret, in reality, it is not exactly that. But that's kind of how we can understand it is like we relate in this concept of regret. Okay, Um, it's kind of like the idea a little bit here. Um, So it might not be exactly that, but it's kind of how we can understand it and it makes sense to us on a human kind of level. Is kind of what some people say. 
And I think there's definitely some, um, I think that makes sense, right? That makes sense. Because um, I think the reality, though, like in both cases, I think the general point in both the Genesis 6 as well as 1 Samuel 15 is that God's God has genuine sorrow over these events. He has genuine sorrow over the wickedness and actions of these people. Okay, that's really the general point of what... Uh, God, what we're getting at here, right? And so um, is this emphasis on sorrow. But again, this is kind of a way that we can kind of relate to it, okay? And another aspect to kind of point out here that others also point out is that even though uh, God knew all that was going to take place in Genesis 6 with the wickedness of man, as well as in 1 Samuel 15 with the wickedness of Saul, that doesn't mean that these actions that these people take, like, still don't grieve him and cause him sorrow. Again, like, we are often regretful and full of sorrow because we realize we made a mistake or we could have made a better decision. But the omniscience, uh, omnipotence, eternality of God, like, all these things guarantee that there was no better option that God could have taken or it guarantees like he didn't make a mistake, but rather this was the best and correct course of action. And so his regret is more so grief and sorry rather than like it is a grief rather than feeling as if he had made a mistake. Okay. It's a grief and sorrow rather than feeling as if he'd made a mistake. And so just because he has sorrow doesn't mean that he thinks the decision was bad. Okay, and I think we can relate to that. We can, I think that kind of can make we can wrap our minds around that because we kind of sometimes encounter the same things, right? To a little lesser degree, but I think even in our lives, right, where uh, we can make a decision um, and do something that we feel is the best decision at that time, and even when we look back, we might still think like, yeah, after I've had time to even think about it months, years, all that, right? Like, I still think that was the best decision to do. And even though it was the best decision, it, that still that decision still might have led to some sorrow on some point, okay? Where, yeah, like, I still, you still might feel bad in a sense, like, or feel sorrowful of, like, oh, man, I had to do that. But at the same time, you understood, like, but I needed to. Right? And that was still the best decision overall for me to do. Okay? And so I don't think having that sorrow or grieving is necessarily, especially like for us, it's often rooted in like we made a mistake. But with God, it is not a sorrow or regret or whatever you want to say. Like this grief is not because it's not a grief or whatever out of an outflow of, oh, I've made a mistake. Or, oh, I should have done that better. But rather, it's a grief or sorrow that's rooted in, what, like the wickedness of man. That like he, he has sorrow over that. He has sorrow uh, over people rebelling against him. Okay, and so there's that distinction there that's different. And so, again, that's how we kind of process and perceive this as kind of like a regret, but it's different. And I think in both those passages, the idea is not so much more, not so much like regret as we would understand it of making a mistake, but 
Rather, it is more in the sense of his expressing his sorrow and grief over the situation. Okay? Hopefully that all makes sense. Um, and so, really, like, I think that can give us confidence, as we think about it in this way, that God doesn't regret as we do. And all his plans and decisions are truly the best because all these decisions are rooted in his character, his omniscience, his omnipotence, his eternality, like all those things are rooted in all the decisions and plans that he makes. And so we can have confidence that all those are in fact the best decisions, right? Even if there's some sorrow in it, it's still the best decision for his glory and even for our ultimate good, right? Because that should give us comfort and hope in our lives, not just when we consider God's plan in general, but also his specific plan for our lives as well. We can have that confidence that we're not going to get to a point in our life where we get to heaven or something and God is like, oh yeah, sorry about that. I kind of messed up and made a mistake at this point in your life or in that thing. And that's why it was kind of hard because I just kind of messed up. Sorry about that, right? No, like we have confidence that's not going to be the case. But rather, every part of his plan for our lives is all part of his perfect plan and all the best options to bring him the most glory and to work for our ultimate good, which is what? To make us more like Christ. Okay? And so we can have that confidence in this. Okay? When we understand these passages in this way and in the context of Scripture as a whole as well. Okay? So hopefully that makes sense uh, as we wrap up here. Um, a little little shorter on our Q&A part this week. Um, but yeah, again, feel free. Always follow up with some other questions if you have more questions. And feel free to also keep submitting questions. Okay? Uh, yeah, never stop submitting questions. Uh, always uh, enjoy seeing more come through and all that. Okay? So that's going to do it for today's episode. So we'll catch you all next time.